Hello, I'm Hal Lublin. And I'm Mark Gagliardi. Since the dawn of humanity, one issue has gone unsettled. With the fate of the world in the balance, we're here to settle once and for all. Best high school movie. That's right. Don't worry, everyone. We got this. Podcast should have a theme song. Podcast should not have a theme song. Yes, they should. No, they shouldn't. They sound good. Yeah, but people are just going to skip past it. Hmm. You know what? You're right. We got this. Best high school coming of movie. age. <laughs> Sorry. Best coming of age high school high school coming of age movie. <laughs> Best high school movie. Jimmy always wanted to be a reporter. But when he went to South Carolina, he never expected to fall in love with his aunt. <laughs> meet Hal. Oh, you had to meet everyone in the. You always had to meet had everyone to meet in everyone. the trailers. Oh, it's so true. Hey, people of the world, meet Janet. No, you don't have to meet <laughs> Janet. You know Janet. This is Janet Varney. This is our spectacular crossover episode of We Got This in the JV Club. Thanks for being here, Janet. Oh, my gosh. I am so happy to do this. It is one of those things where I suddenly thought, wait, we've never done this before. We've both been doing our podcast for quite some time now. Yeah. And somehow it's also... A topic that seems like, and you've had some adjacent topics, but it mm-hmm. seems like it should have been covered. And somehow it's just been waiting, waiting in the box, like a collector's item that you're never supposed to take out of the box. But we're going to take it out of the box and play with it today and ruin its Ooh. value. Oh. Yay! My skin's crawling, but I'm excited. <laughs> this is this is what happens during Max Fun Drive, is the titans <clears throat> of the industry get together. Yes, the Titans of it. Yes. Godzilla and Kong are not fighting here. They're holding hands and skipping through Tokyo, yeah. which they're is podcasting. a lot of, yeah, they're podcasting together. <laughs> which one's Mothra? Me? Am I Mothra? Mothra's the producer. Who just comes <laughs> in once in a hey guys, um, <laughs> can we go to the Meandy spot? <laughs> but before we get into this, I got to say, I miss you both so much. And oh, I miss you too. When it's all, when all said and done. It would be fine if we just sat and looked at each other. I mean, I guess I'm glad we're not going to just do that, but uh, it's so great to see your faces. And uh, I love you and I miss you. And I hope we get to be in person together soon. Amen. Love you, too. And you know what? It might not be great for the people of the world if we just sat here for an hour looking at each other's faces. So we should probably talk. But grudgingly, uh, I agree agree with you. Yeah, (laughs) great. Uh, And we'll get on an improv stage together again very soon. I I feel like that could be extremely imminent. Yeah, mm-hmm. that feels very imminent, and it's that makes me very happy. Yeah. I want to do something that's not visual, but I'm also looking at your background, which is lovely. During the past two years, Janet has really stepped up her Zoom game with a series <laughs> of cloth backgrounds that put her in different... Yeah. Like, a lot of people do green screen, but she has bought <gasps> no. a bunch of different I'm, things. I need the texture. I need to be able to reach yeah. back and touch it and ripple yeah. it whenever... So, like, it's a vaudeville oleo. <laughs> yeah. Half of it looks like... It looks like a, a, a wood, a wooded area with a rocky hill. But yeah. the other half, which is just rocky hill, to me looks like the Western Wall in Jerusalem. And I just want to fold and up a is. prayer on a piece yes, of paper and, and put it into the background. <laughs> I am accepting your prayers. I okay, am good. accepting your prayers. Good. Do not. Know, but you're not actually in Jerusalem, are you? Yes, I am. I am oh, actually wow. in Jerusalem. Thank you yeah. for doing it at such a, I'm assuming, I'm weird hour Jerusalem. of the day. <laughs> Cloth Jerusalem. Cloth Jerusalem is my lo- my current location. So if you could, I would love for you to write your prayer on a scrap of fabric instead. Yeah. Ooh, that would, that would yeah. get your swatch book. <laughs> Markers on linen. Here it comes. 
Uh, and um, just giving a chance for anyone offended by that to go ahead and shut off the episode. And <laughs> let's resume. Great. I haven't even gotten to my Viva Cloth Vegas stuff. It's really good. <laughs> That's really going to bring them back. Somehow they'll know and they'll come back. Yeah. They'll do the, they'll do the, Next the, year in the Holy Land. <laughs> Next year in Denim. <laughs> oh no uh, but we're not here to talk about cloth Jerusalem. we're here to talk about we're here to talk about high school movies and so here's I, I was thinking about this earlier and I don't know what preparation y'all have done for this frequently we will go through and, and try to find objective answers but I thought for me anyway in the spirit of this being a crossover episode yes with Janet Varney. Janet Varney, you as a podcaster are great at getting the completely subjective out of people mm-hmm. and really digging into folks and finding their hearts and their opinions and their loves and hates and fears. And Still I love that. Secrets and regrets. Exactly. They get stronger. Yeah. So I, <laughs> yes, you're, you're like so many villains from so many movies. So I made a list of high school musicals. That is simply Gosh, you the ones that musicals. I love. Do you understand what you just said? This I, I said so... High school movies. <laughs> I know. I know. Oh, there's my God. You know, there's Oliver like Twist. at least there's three musicals on my list. There are three. But I of high school I movies. Have, why don't you make me work for it a little bit? It doesn't have to go yeah. straight Freudian that fast. Yeah. <laughs> you have me. I just assume. List, but it's not hold a on. movie. It's the Let me lay show. down on this couch. <laughs> <laughs> Talk more about that. Yeah. Do you want to process I don't know anything? if you noticed, but you said musicals instead of <laughs> movies. Talk more about You know what? That. I did not notice that. <laughs> I find it so interesting that we brought up movies uh-huh. and you immediately went to musicals. Do you want uh, to unpack that? Let's unpack Yeah, that. let's unpack that. Do you guys have any high school uh, musicals on your list? No. I mean, I here's the thing. Grease mm-hmm. is definitely on my list, but it feels yeah. weird because we all know that those are fully grown adults. Yeah. yeah. Wasn't so, Stucker Channing in her 30s when yeah, she was in that? Yeah, I mean, they are yeah. mature. So it sort of feels like a cheat. It feels like, mm-hmm. you know, there's a, there's a, I feel bashful about that. I feel like, well, yes, it's set in high school and ostensibly it is only about being in high school and it still somehow feels like it's not a movie about high school. <laughs> yeah. It's oh, it's a musical about adults pretending to be in high school. That's right. That's it right. was made in the 70s, and those adults were in high school in the 50s. Yes. So that's good. Yes. Yeah. Uh, luckily, Bugsy Malone is off the table because it does not take place oh. in high school. But then you would have kids <laughs> pretending to be adults. And that would just be th- those two side by side. Mm-mm. Shooting marshmallows at each other. Yeah. yeah. That movie is uh, profoundly weird. It's so disturbing for so many reasons. I know. Like, is it Jodie Foster that's yeah, the kid in it Foster. trying to be all sultry? Oh, it's so weird. If you listen, and do then, yourself a creepy about taxi favor, driver, right? No, no, no. Have you never seen Bugsy Malone? You know what? <laughs> no, I was thinking of the movie she was Bugsy the with Warren Beatty. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, wait. Oh. Whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, have you not seen Bugsy Malone? No, should oh, I? Oh, it's... Oh, Hal. I already don't like it based <laughs> this, on what you're saying. You will not like it. You will not, but you must see it. It is so You know what? So you, can Google, you can Google a couple of different things. The things that I remember most specifically, I mean, I feel like I remember the whole movie way too well, but because um, when you're a kid, you don't realize how weird it is. And I yeah. did see it as a child. I remember like renting it from the video store and being like, this is how I'll be when I'm five years older playing a 45 year old. <laughs> But to, but Jodie Foster plays in a long line of, you know, premature, mature 
young ladies, like a showgirl named Tallulah. And she is very, very seductive, very seductive. <laughs> and she also, it, she does her own speaking voice, but they have adults singing all of the songs. Oh. So you'll have mm. Jodie Foster, you know, be like, yeah, so um, why don't you come up and see me sometime? And then the song starts and she's like, my name is Tallulah, the first rule of thumb. Oh. And the song seems <laughs> super forward. And then there's also, uh, it, also in the club, there's like this, and, but, but this thing, Paul Williams does all the music. So it's mm. actually great. So it's great music. music. Yeah. In like the most disturbing context, there's also a guy, a kid who works there who like sweeps up, but is like this great dancer and singer. <laughs> and, um, he also, like, that is the biggest dichotomy between child voice and adult voice. It is <laughs> startling. Yeah. yeah. At best. And also, like, it, <laughs> so the whole, the rest of the movie, the rest of the movie is just kids playing adults. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, like, and so it's, you know, it's, yeah, mobsters. So, Shooting like, like there's the little 12 year old kid who's like, you tell him to get in my office right now. And they're all playing these huge caricatures. <laughs> but then this guy that's sweeping up the club at the end of the he's day, so he busts gentle out his and like real. I know. It's like he's in, in an August Wilson play. Like, yes. it's so. Yes. But it's a also, kid I don't know who's it. singing the, but I don't know who's singing the song, but it is such a distinctive voice. Yeah. It, you know, it's a, it's an unforgettable voice. It's like, tomorrow, tomorrow, never <laughs> And again, just does not seem like yeah. it would be coming from that child. Anyway, so no. listen. And when they Most shoot, of the people when they were in people, high school they when they shoot. shot that, so we're safe. But it's not. <laughs> when God. they shoot, they shoot uh, like cream pie, puff, marshmallows. marshmallows. Yeah, like, stuff. yeah. What? This feels like a fever dream. I'm, sh- I'm really shocked that you haven't seen it. It I seems can't, like yeah. a movie you would have seen. It does. I'm sure it really that does. Ken is yeah. queuing up the trailer <laughs> for as soon as we finish the recording. It's going to what our is. screen be what our screen is all. He's a gangster. Scott Bayo, by the way, Bugsy. Scott oh, oh, um, I, I have heard of that. A sexualized mm-hmm. child. Yeah. Jody yeah. Foster. That yeah. was a that was a weird trend. Also. There's a proud tradition in musicals of people with menial jobs who have world class talent that nobody's discovered. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah. they just know how to do it all. There's no idea of like, I've been in training for this. It's Raw just, talent. Ma, I, I scraped the gum off the back of the bus, <laughs> bus seats, but well, I don't know if I'll ever be a big singer or dancer. Someday I hope I will. It's like doing this huge fossey dance number, the Isle uh, of the Yeah. But in sh- movies like Grease, in plays mm-hmm. like Grease, there's you got to work for it. You got to work to get that yeah. grease lightning going. You got to work to go to beauty school. Yep. You know, you're not going to just be like doing someone's hair out of nowhere. So that's a, at least more grounded in that regard. But again, adults. So to finally come back to your point, Gags, uh, mm-hmm. definitely had grease on there. I'm trying to think if I have anything else that really that like appears on what my sort of gut checklist would be. I don't think so but i feel like i have real jerks. i have at least one more okay uh musical to throw on there uh-huh. uh no high school musical is great <laughs> okay. it was a little bit after my time yeah so it wasn't fact. really a though some of these are uh after my time i guess um but the original fame you want to talk about oh, working hard sure. for something yeah mm-hmm. not only is it a high school movie but it is the height the specific high school i wanted to go to yeah movie see yeah. that's so fair and i think I started categorizing, not even necessarily intentionally, 
movies that seem like they were about more than high school and sort of like shuffling them off just mm-hmm. because there are so many great high school movies out there. And I remember thinking of fame and going like, well, that's kind of about showbiz too. like, you know, sort of feeling mm-hmm. like, oh, I had an excuse to not include it, even though it's a great movie. And you're right. It's it is only about being in high school and the particular yeah. pressures of that type of high school. But I do I do get that, like, there are a lot of scenes outside the high school about show business. Yeah. And some pretty hard ones to watch. Yeah. Let me ask a question, because there's such a wide variety of movies on, on the list that we have. You, you yeah, we have a, a list, list that's Janet. just like top. Like, this is a list of just sort of a lot of people mention these movies, you know, kind of like you mm-hmm. guys do sometimes. Like, yeah. a lot of people bring up these types of movies when they're talking about really great high school setting you know, movies, but I, some of these I've never even seen. So I, I feel like there's a theme to films and it's there. There are certainly exceptions to the rule, but I feel like when we were children and it may have been because we weren't in high school yet, high school movies, there was something aspirational about it. Just the idea mm. of I will be in high school and it will somehow embody a, a portion of this. And then you reach high school and it's really not like that at all. You may <laughs> pick up themes. I think the breakfast club has themes in it where mm-hmm. we all fall into roles. But for me, a movie like I remember when American Pie came out, it was 1999. I was almost out of college at the time. But there was something in it that captured the spirit of high school in that you have a group of friends and you're about to make this huge transition as you graduate. And you're all trying to either move on or hold on in some way. And the only constant that you have is each other. And I've had a a group of friends since childhood that I stayed really close with. So I've, I've always identified with. Not only that, but the sequel that explores among, it's really weird to say that it explores anything. It's like, remember when he gets a sock stuck to his, <laughs> you know, you can, you can, <laughs> that can. but uh, there, there is like a theme of once you've gone away to college for a year and you try to come back and this mm-hmm. idea of like nothing is ever what you expect it to be or what you want it to be. Mm. It is what it is. And you figure out how to deal with it. So you're the one who ultimately has to change as things change around you. See, that's so great. And again, having done zero prep for this other than just sort of like thinking on what movies I respond to, I'm starting to think that I'm mostly drawn to high school movies that I would I could never in a million years compare with my own high school experience. Like, I think I was more I think I was more drawn to, well, like, for example, like I like Better Off Dead. Mm-hmm. Um, is just a movie I love uh, so much. It is so absurd and bizarre and goofball <laughs> that there's nothing about it that I'm like, oh, that was me and I cannot it relate more to my mom yeah. wearing a, a, a what sort of what was the what was the animal an aardvark? I cannot relate more when your mom puts on that aardvark for Christmas. Like there's nothing about it, but it was. <laughs> Oh, whatever, whatever this high school is like, I want to go there because it's nothing like how I imagined high school to be or how it ended up being. So there's I think there's a lot of that for me in there, even like I loved some kind of wonderful when I was younger. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know some kind of wonderful. It's more of a traditional like I don't it's Howie Deutsch. So it's not it's not John Hughes, I don't think, um, which I which is why. Yeah, he's it's the only one that I I thought I'm. I guess Ferris Bueller's, but anyway, that it's, I don't think that it is him, but it is very much that same pretty in pink kind of vibe where, you know, 
rich, richer, poorer, wrong side of the tracks, best friend. There's a sort of a ducky character played by Mary Stuart Masterson, although she's very cool. Um, so it's one of, you know, Leah Thompson is like the ungettable girl, Eric, Eric, Eric Stoltz, a lot of redheads, a lot of redheads, uh, showing up in this movie. Um, but it's, it's got a great soundtrack. So I remember feeling like, Oh, I want to go to the high school that has that soundtrack. Yeah. <laughs> Mark, I know you have musicals on there, but do you feel like you're mm-hmm. more drawn to something that you feel reflects part of your high school experience or something that is some idealized, like, wouldn't it be amazing to be at the high school from 10 things I hate about you, which is basically just, it's just an adaptation of the taming of the shrew, but yeah. like, I do love that cool movie though. That? Yeah. So much of that movie now is like, uh, it's one that movie in particular is one of those high school movies where you go by through the lens of 2022. So much of what happens in that movie, like, Oh, that is not okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's got, it's got that rom-com. It's got that, um, you know, early two thousands rom-com problem of most of this could get you a restraining order. Right. At this point. Whereas something recent, something that's sort of a contemporary of that clueless. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. totally holds yeah. up, which is an adaptation yeah. of Emma. So you have these two different classics that get brought into a modern high school setting. And maybe because of the content, you have yeah. this like really strong female protagonist who's telling her side, you know, her perspective. And people still love that movie. People love Clueless. Yeah. Oh, I love like it's Clueless. It's as popular now as it ever was. Mm-hmm. It's It's brilliant. The script, I mean, rolling with the homies, like... Everybody I know had the soundtrack, but you were saying something before how that I think is great. And for me, the thing that it depends, I guess, on what I'm looking for in the movie. Am I looking for something aspirational like fame uh, or am I looking for something real like you mentioned that the group of friends and the, you know, going off? I love the idea of the point of view of the protagonist or maybe all of the characters being, we don't know what's next, but we know we're going to miss this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That yeah. that by the end of the movie, that is, that's the thing. And I think there's a bunch on this specific list that you've got here. I think that Dazed and Confused, even though that does have some people in it that look like they're in their thirties, <laughs> even a couple that probably were 18, just had yeah. done some hard living. Uh-huh. Um, but like, that and uh, Dead Poet Society is another mm-hmm. one of those. Like we are a group of people bound together by one teacher who we really care about. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a that's a. Of course, then there's the aspirational ones like Ferris Bueller's Day Off, which are like everybody wants to be that kid and have that day. Right. I will throw out as one of my all time new favorites, specifically because uh, of their depiction of theater class. And the hilariousness of it is Lady Bird. I think Lady Bird is brilliant in its version of high school. Yes, that's a very special movie it's where you feel like you've jumped movie. inside that world. Like, a, like yeah. on my podcast, when we do MASH. Like, what movie mm-hmm. would you jump inside? And some movies you really feel like if you went there, you would have that. It would evoke that the feeling you get the whole movie. That's a great yeah. example. That's a great one. And feels real. It feels like yeah. you're yeah. watching, uh, you know, I mean. Maybe that's just a Greta Gerwig thing, but it, I, I mean, it's God, it's such a good. It's, it's too specific not to be true. Everything feels true. Everything feels yeah. true. Yeah. And it's the same yeah. with her version of Little Women. You watch it, you go, everything, everything here feels. I identify and connect with every choice that you are making, and it yeah. pulls me in. And and that's what you know. I have no experiences similar to Little Women, but. I've been in high school. I've been in high school shows. I know that I know those people or versions of those people. 
Yeah. And so that's something that I really enjoy. Even like super bad. You, or you feel way. like that feels real? Yeah. It's very real. Uh-huh. It's real. It does. Like it, there are Friday elements of it that feel real. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's that I think the plot. Yeah. yeah. It's again, uh, most high school movies, very few of them feel like slices of life. A lot of them are, it's senior year. We're not going to be in high school anymore. What is it like? So you have, you have something like Superbad and, and a movie like Booksmart, which both deal with similar themes. Like it's almost over. Yeah. What is our relationship going to mm-hmm. be? How do, how do we, how does that evolve? God, this is fascinating because I did not have nostalgia about high school when it was happening. Right. I, I, I mean, I, I definitely could not wait to be done with high school. I didn't even go to my own graduation. Like I really, really, I mean, I, and I graduated like second in my class and I, I didn't walk at like the official graduation because my dad and I were already like on a road trip somewhere. Yeah. Um, and he was a teacher at that school. So really both look like a couple of assholes. Uh, like, <laughs> screw you, Rincon, UHS, we're gone. Oh, my God. So I think even my friendships in high school, you know, I knew I was going to go to college with a couple of my best friends. And then a, a few of my other friends, I felt like so confident that, you know, we were going to stay friends. I also had so many friends who weren't at my school. I already wasn't at school with them. Right. So there was just sort of this indeterminate, like, well, I guess if we were friends before not going to the same high school will be friends after college so it was all and for me you know i was also going like going to a church that i had to go to all due respect like there are people i love there but that was very much a part of like oh i'm done with this now Mm -hmm. so i didn't have i think i didn't have the nostalgia until a few years later and then i was the person that looked back and was like oh high school like there was some, you know, there was some real specific stuff about that, that, but I just, I don't think I had that at the time. So I don't, so movies mm-hmm. where the, everyone's sort of aware of that in the moment, I find very impressive because I was just too stupid to even connect with that. I was just like, yeah, yeah, we're graduating. We're out of here. Our graduating, our, yeah. pro, our senior prom theme was dust in the wind. Like no one, <laughs> no one was feeling to be sentimental fair, it was Arizona. about it. It was Arizona. Yeah. And there was always dust in the wind. Accurate. It feels real, you yeah. might say, just like Lady Bird. It feels true and real because we were all just dust in the wind. Well, I wonder if part of that is that you knew that you were going to have two of your best friends going to college with you. Like for me, I knew that I was Leaving Knoxville, I was not going to be going to school with anybody that I had grown up with. Yeah, I was never so going, different. I never again that's live huge. in the same city as all of my friends. Yeah. So that, yeah, I think that would, that's a, a part of that. I want to say something else about, uh, super bad and book smart, which I do think of as like sister movies. Absolutely. Is that one thing that I love about both of them is there's some high school movie. Look, Ferris Bueller's day off and most of the John Hughes movies, nobody really talks like that. Right. You know what I mean? Breakfast club, sure, to an extent, but super, my friends and I were raunchy and <laughs> super bad and book smart are raunchy. You don't want to yeah. think that people under 18 are saying the <laughs> horrific things that they're yeah. not allowed to hear in a movie theater. Yeah. But everybody is. Do you feel like the grandfather, grandmother movie of that is something like Porky's, which I don't think I've ever seen, but I yeah. feel like I have looked at the cover of that movie or the poster for that movie <laughs> so many times like i feel like i know it's like a woman's arm and a woman's leg and like a hole and she's in yep. a shower in a shower yeah and then even an the eyeball. poster for like, that movie is problematic yeah. <laughs> and also a bunch of, of older people playing teenagers at least the guys is it i remember i i, I really don't think i've older. ever seen it i think i just know that kim cattrall was in it but i don't think mm-hmm. i've ever seen it 
It's just a time where every, like, we were meant to believe that every high school had someone who looked the great ragu. Like, there was just a guy in the class who already had chest hair and <laughs> yeah. a mortgage, like, all of that stuff. Yeah. Well, just, Ooh, yeah, you just reminded me of Real Genius, too, which I guess is also, is that, is that a college? I guess it's college. Okay. Is that college? Full but of boy, kids, is Val Kilmer it's full of great kids in that who movie. are too young to be in college, being in college because yes. they're geniuses. So I, yeah. I, I, I suddenly was like, wait, is that a very special high school? No, it's college. You're right. You're right. We'll save that for the college episode when it, that right. has to duke it out with yeah. Revenge of the Nerds. That, That's right. Oh, watch out. What about Mean Girls? That's a great movie. For I think me, Mean Girls is a, is a wonderful movie. Way it up is. there. It is so good. So good. Yeah. Um, to feel, yeah, to feel like I could relate to it and feel like, you know, I mean, it definitely, it's more stylized in terms of the language and stuff. Mm-hmm. It falls more into the category of like, wow, there's a lot of really clever people saying really clever things, yeah. <laughs> but somehow it still works. And I didn't even go to a school where I felt like there were quote unquote mean girls. Um, cause mm-hmm. there just didn't, I, if they were there, I didn't interact with them really. And so it wasn't, it's not even, that's more of like the Heather's theme where you're sort of, enjoying the idea of the extreme version of people you don't actually have to deal with in real life i'm not right. sure if i yeah. if i had full-on mean girls like that in high school i'm not sure i could watch that movie i feel like i would be like i want to laugh at this but it's too painful yeah <laughs> you know, I feel I like the, the one character in, in that movie oddly to me who i feel like i know a version of is amy poler as the cool, like I'm a cool. Mom. Oh, yeah. I'm young. I'm young and cool. Also, yes. In some movies, good. I would play the teenager. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like. Uh, I like Mean Girls a lot. It does, though. I, there is something about that, like your school didn't have Mean Girls, like, and then Clueless, like with the cliques and all that, and like yeah. uh, the you know the sort of they kind of have that same scene. Um, yeah, you know, the pointing out all the different groups of people right, in the right. school where I go to something like Lady Bird, where it's less about that and more about like specifically your crew. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. And the people in your life, because yeah. I, I went to a school of 2000 people. There were 500 in each class and there's a handful of the super popular mean girls. Most of us were just doing our thing. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just trying to get through with your buddies. Yeah. So there is something that's very stylized, like you said, like aside from the language, there's something stylized about the let's look at a version of high school where everybody fits neatly into these boxes. Right. Right. Uh, but Mean Girls does a brilliant job of that. Yeah. I just yeah, it, I when 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 they when I guess it was it's Tina Fey, right, who tells mm-hmm. Lindsay Lohan's character that they have tickets to Lady Smith Black Mombazo. Yes. I, that captured like <laughs> my dad and I went and saw Lady Smith Black Mombazo. Like oh. we love them. You no know, kidding. We were, that we were like the white father and daughter who like took it this the next step from Graceland from Paul Simon's album. We're like, yes. no, we love Lady Smith yeah. Black Mombazo. Okay. Yeah. Like fully saw it. So that I remember seeing it in the theater and like bursting out laughing. It was such a surprising thing to hear <laughs> that I was like, ah! like you know, it was just really, you oh. know. Uh, so I'll always thank her for that. I'll always thank her. I for love that. that. Yeah. It yeah. Is a great re- it's an A plus reference. It's and an extremely A-plus specific. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Extremely you were the ones there. You're like, you're not, they're not just from the Lifesavers commercial. You know that, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> Remember their Lifesavers commercial? Yes. Who no. la la cool? Uh, green. Oh, oh my so God. Good. That's right. That was them. I remember they were uh, they were on one of the. Wh- who was the uh, the ambiguously gay duo? 
they were in one of their bits and they used Lady Smith Black Mombazo as an expletive. And I thought that was very funny. Uh, Lady Smith Black Mombazo. <laughs> uh, that was a great expletive. I want to ask y'all a question about we've talked about movies that are specifically about high school. Yeah. And you mentioned before movies that veered from that and it wasn't just about that. But I think there are a few of those that focus on like maybe one specific aspect of high school and not the whole thing in general. I look at something like Election or Bring It On where it's... Those are both so good. Yeah, Both of them are brilliant movies. Election. Election. Oh, it's so good. Election is is perfect satire. It's very perfect. It is perfect perfect satire. It's a perfect movie. It is. You have to be in the mood to watch it because if you don't feel like cringing... It's too good not to make you cringe every yeah. time. You will oh. cringe every time, but it's so good. Reese and Matthew Broderick just put upon. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. he's so good. The casting in that is amazing. Yeah. yeah, and it's so that's that's another yeah super stylized like very much about this very specific plot. But yeah, it's, it's damn good. I would put Hoosiers in that list as well. Yeah, that are specifically about one aspect. Yeah, and of McFarland, USA, which is. So good. McFarland, I don't know, USA. McFarland, I don't USA. know. I feel like we don't talk about it enough. It is about a either central or northern central California. It's one of those communities that's made up of migrant farmers who go and farm everywhere. So they don't have any money. They don't have anything. Kevin Costner plays a coach who has been disgraced because he like punched, went to punch a locker and hit a kid by mistake. Oh, no. And he becomes. How do you make that mistake? <laughs> yeah. The kid's face. To be fair, that kid locker. looked exactly like a locker. Standing at the end of the lockers. <laughs> with, with what a if I had just on been face? one locker over? Yeah, <laughs> it was Halloween. <laughs> but he becomes a Not running coach, fault. and he yeah. and he takes these, he turns these kids into like one of the elite high school running, distance running programs in the country, and it's they're all real people. You get to see them at the end running with yeah. the little guy. No, it's a, it's one of those. But they, yeah, it's like they show you and and the rookie. Gotcha. McFarland USA starring Kevin Costner. I've never. I don't even think I've heard of it. So we don't talk about it enough. Yeah. Because I've never talked about it. It's so yeah. good. Never seen it. I it's true. Yeah. Those the coaches, the inspiring coaches and inspiring teachers. That's almost its own. That is oh. kind of its own. We got this category. And Friday Night like, Lights you could too. Easily do. Yeah. You could easily mm-hmm. do a inspiring adult in high school setting kind of yeah. movie. Mr. Holland's if we varsity blue, if we're doing it, if we're doing it in this moment, though, since we are since in our broad category, do we need to pick one of those or micro category? Move it on. We we need a micro category. (laughs) I'm micro categorying you. I'm doing it to lose weight. I'm micro category. I I feel you. So good for you. I'm micro dosing categories right now just to see how it feels in my head. (laughs) My mood is boosted. My mood is boosted. That's all. It puts me into ketosis when I. When I do that. Mushroom <laughs> coffee puts you into ketosis. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm down. So I think, uh, so who are our contenders in that category? It's got to be, of course, I'm putting Robin Williams at the top of my list of I was, those. Cause I was going to ask you if that, if that qualifies, and I guess it does, yeah. Yeah. I mean, of course oh, captain, qualifies, my captain. He's not, yeah, I, and for a second I was like, but is he, but no, 100%. Well, I, that's probably yeah. going to win for me because... Without even knowing know who else is in the category, it. it just makes me ball my eyes. How can you not ball oh, your eyes out? Yeah. That's very specific. It's a, I mean, we've just picked a wonderful, wonderful movie featuring only white men. <laughs> Zero yeah, of women, course. And Tons no people of, of color. 
Yeah. So many white dudes. It's a very specific world. So it's comfortable a very specific with world. all these white dudes. But it's awfully. Oh, Aquila and the Bee is also wonderful. Mm-hmm. Uh, bee season is wonderful. See, now we're getting into all the, the, the bee spelling movie. bee, the spelling bee movies. Don't get me started on the spelling bee movies. <laughs> Stand and deliver. I don't think bee Beautiful. movie is a spelling oh. bee movie. That's Jerry Seinfeld as an actual bee. <laughs> oh, sorry. I just heard bee and I got so excited. Yeah. Like, are we finally going to dedicate an episode to the bee? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Lean Stand on and me. deliver is, that's Edward James almost. That is. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's a great love movie. Him. Like the, the tough teacher. Tough teacher in a classroom is like there's nice there's to serve with love, right? I mean that's yeah, that's mm-hmm. kind of the one of the OGs of that. Yeah, and the Lean on Me is one of my all time favorites. Kind of reverse of that, the substitute with Tom Berenger, where he boots <laughs> out drug dealers <laughs> at a high school. Everybody's like Summer School starring Mark Harmon. Oh, I love Summer School. Oh my gosh! Come on, I was so starstruck <laughs> when I saw Chainsaw at a bar. <laughs> recently uh, some of those guys have shown up in my life in in at unexpected moments and really uh, yeah well i mean like like richard who's also the voice of invader zim yeah is in that and i didn't know him as a voiceover actor i knew him from that movie and just people like that who who sort of pop in you're like it's not like i've engaged with courtney thorne smith but um Mm -hmm. it's a real it's a real hodgepodge of people in that movie oh my god can i tell you i took a workshop from richard horvitz last year you did? And, yeah, and he was like, are there any questions? Because he always got all that energy. He's like, he just is, did him perfectly. Yeah. He is a, a, anybody have any questions? Ha, da, 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 da. And he's doing his, like, just one of the best workshops I've ever taken in my life. Oh, that's but great to hear. My question was, what was it like working with Carl Reiner in summer school? That was the question I had. That was <laughs> what I wanted to know. I was yeah. asking. I would be so happy if you asked that question. I was yeah. there. Yeah. And it was, oh, <sighs> so, so good. good. Yeah. Richard Horvitz. So yeah, there's the, there's the, they're the anti-inspiring teachers. Although he, I guess Mark Harmon kind of inspires, yeah. but yeah, the substitute, I forgot all about the substitute. Oh my God. <laughs> and there, oh, there were yeah, multiple yeah. substitutes. Oh, oh yeah, there were. Mm-hmm. Boy, they, yeah, that's like a, again, that's sort of, I sort of skipped out on like the carries and the, the mm-hmm. faculties, like the, right. the, the teen horror high school setting movies. Jennifer's Body. Red Dawn. Jennifer's Bot, wait, what? <laughs> Wait, is Red Dawn in a? It is. Well, they're high Red... schoolers. They're high school. Yeah, they're oh, high that's schoolers. Right. Okay, okay, okay. School I forgot what it was. I forgot what it yeah. was. I really thought that it was like Arnold Schwarzenegger in Russia or something. I totally forgot what Dawn. it was. But right, that's Red. Dawn. Oh, what did I okay. say? I said Red Dawn. What? What no, am you I thinking? Red of? Dawn. I'm thinking. You're thinking of Toy um, Soldiers. No, no, you are thinking of also Red Dawn. Toy Soldiers is another great one yeah. though. At the boarding, <laughs> yeah. is that the one where they hide? Where they hide liquor and scope? Is that one? I'm sure it must be. I'm sure it must. I'm confusing that one with Small Soldiers. Which is about the toys that go yeah. to war. <laughs> soldiers. It was red. Yeah, no, Red Dawn is the one. Is the it one is? where the okay. communists invade like small town Iowa, and I, mean, I guess I've Patrick never seen Swayze it. And everybody has to fight them off. Then Before because that's Dawn. that's the idea you have when you are in high school, and you're like, we should write a movie, and adults are telling yeah, you about the, the Cold War, and you're like, yeah. it's gonna it's gonna <laughs> affect us right here at our high school, and this is how we're gonna fight back. Alone style, yeah. which again, a whole other category, whole other category. I buy into a Home oh. Alone plot so fast. Like when I found out that any part of Skyfall took place at Skyfall, I was like, mm-hmm. they're going to Home Alone this puppy. Like I get so excited about you're on my turf now, and I'm going to use this mixer oh. to did it. <laughs> like this ladle is going to go places you don't want it to. I'm the man of the house. Did you ever see Shoot 'em Up? 
Yes. Uh huh. Shoot him yes. up. I mean, come on. That movie ends with a gunfight after he lures them into a booby trap gun factory. <laughs> that movie come speaking on. of like satire, I don't even know what it's like. It is like a parody wrapped in a satire, wrapped in a terrible movie, wrapped in a great movie. I don't know. It's it is such a ridiculous movie, and I yeah. I do love it. I it do also yeah. love it. it. Feels like the pitch was like, you like Clive Owen, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. Yeah, the, and, and the entire like plot Monica happens. Bellucci? Like, Monica Bellucci is yeah. the the wet nurse. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and uh, yeah. Paul Giamatti. And then, oh, oh that's right. It's, per- it's it is a perfect movie, perfect. Hair, right? It's perfect. Wasn't it because they get the plot out of him of crazy facial hair? Wasn't it? Wasn't oh, crazy facial he? hair for Paul Giamatti? Didn't he have weird facial hair in that? He might have just been, been goatee in that one. I think maybe so. I don't know if that's crazy. Same, that's just same evil, right? <laughs> same look he had in Big Fat Liar. It's the same goatee. <laughs> also uh, shot on the universal backlot. Yeah. Wait, which one's Big Fat Liar and which one's Liar Liar? Well, I know what Liar Liar, liar is. Big, Big Fat Liar is Frankie Muniz. Yes. Getting okay. chased by getting chased around by Paul Giamatti. <laughs> yeah, cuz he cons he's like a little con man. And Amanda yeah. Bynes yeah. is in it as his buddy. And it's directed by Sean Levy. It's an early Sean Levy movie. I'm glad Paul Giamatti kind of got to move. He's great at it and that he kind of still does it on uh, Billions. But he there I do feel like there was a time in which he was being he was like the live action Elmer Fudd. Like he was being foiled by people. <laughs> yeah. Nonstop. Because, because he broke in on, in private parts as pig. Vomit. There you go. There you go. It's he's almost like, like he's so good at that. Yeah. He he's is. so good at the game not of just this time. Oh. I am not. Yeah. Gonna, yeah, for yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Like you expect to see him get Joe Pesci in Home yeah. Alone in uh, every movie he's in. A hundred percent. I want to give a shout out to Napoleon Dynamite because yes. I do mm-hmm. have a soft spot for it. I, mm-hmm. it was, it, I saw it like at the HBO comedy festival in Aspen when it had not even become a mad, I don't think a mad TV, really? an MTV movie yet. That's I think that was where the whole, like it was right around whenever they were trying to figure out who's going to, to, to make it or to right. distribute it. And, and, and also I knew that it had been made by people from BYU. So, and I have the love hate relationship. It's not even love hate relationship, but I have this feeling about L- the LDS church where on one mm-hmm. hand, I'm like, listen, let me tell you all the reasons why I don't agree with it. And then on the other hand, I'm like, oh my gosh, they're Mormons and it's such a great movie and I'm so proud and I love them. <laughs> and so uh, it was, and my, and a, one of my dear, dear friends, uh, went on to work with all those guys with Jared and Jerusha Hess. And then, um, I got to know John Heater and it, it a nicer group of people you could not hope for. And so that's a real example of like young kids from college making a movie about high school that is unlike anything you've ever seen and everyone gets it. Somehow everyone yeah. is like, yes, this is the best thing ever right now, you know? Well, that makes sense cuz they're like young weirdos making a movie about being very specific young weirdos. Yeah. yeah. And they're not that far out that's from right. having been those young weirdos. Yeah, yeah. precisely. So, it's- yeah, major shout out. There's something like it, as bizarre of a movie as it is, and as crazy uh, a, a series of characters as exist in that movie, they all feel oddly grounded. Especially mm-hmm. like for some reason, the most grounded part of that movie to me is John Grease, right? Mm-hmm. As, the, yeah. as the older brother said, yes. but I can throw that football over that mountain. Like that just feels <laughs> like <laughs> you all do a kid like that. These people remain yes. children. Yeah. Yes, a hundred percent. Yeah, you're oh, right. And that's so a, that's good. an example of something played deadly uncle, serious. Uncle Everybody Rico. in it is very sure that their life is serious and as real as can be. Mm-hmm. And so it plays. It plays because as bizarre as it is, they keep you anchored. The, all the mm-hmm. acting keeps you anchored to that 
bonkers stuff that, you know, just the way everyone acts. But it's like, well, it's normal for them. And their stakes are so high <laughs> for just them. You know yeah. what I mean? Which there are movies where the stakes are globally high. Exactly. I think that's, yeah, I really, I love that. Screw I, you, Red Dawn. Yeah. <laughs> take that. And whatever the, I can't remember. Take that lean on me. Voting for Pedro is just as important. <laughs> Red was part of that Schwarzenegger movie. It's him and, yeah. and yeah. Jim Belushi, isn't it? He's like a cop from Russia. Like Schwarzenegger is a Russian cop. That's the movie we're thinking about. And he comes to America. Right. I think I Jim mean, Belushi is the American cop in that. Are you talking about coming to America? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Coming Kindergarten to cop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, oh, wait, that's that's German Austrian. Kindergarten uh, is a German word. Kinder, so kindergarten. Kindergarten. Uh-huh. <laughs> kindergarten yeah. uh, the other side of the Napoleon Dynamite coin is is what I think is, it's tough. Everybody has their favorite Wes Anderson movie, but I think Rushmore mm. might be my favorite because uh, it existed Rushmore. before. Yes. Like now his movies seem to be collapsing upon themselves, which is not to say I don't enjoy them still, but right. this movie is... They're, it, they're, they might be collapsing under the weight of the cameos. Of, yeah, the number, yeah. like just the cast list is like the opening crawl from Star Wars. Uh, and I'll tell you what, he's probably accommodating everyone who calls him, because I would if I could. Oh, yeah. And be like, I'd yeah. love to be in your movie. Can you write something for me? He's like, I get, there's going to be 1,000 famous people in this because everyone wants to be in it. But what am I going to do? And they each get know? one line. Yeah. And they each get one line. No, but, Rushmore is, is so lovely. It's so good. I mean, it, it really broke my mm-hmm. heart in the best way. Well, Wes Anderson makes fairy tales. All of his yeah. movies are fairy tales. And this one, yeah. more than maybe all of the others, feels like a fairy tale in terms of like who Max is and what his life is like. And and there there is something real about it, but it's all super Wes Anderson-y. And, and mm-hmm. I mean that in the in the most complimentary way possible. And yeah. it also, it may have the best soundtrack of any it's of these films. Great is, soundtrack. He always kills it with the soundtracks. Yeah. That mm-hmm. one and, and Royal Tenenbaums and... Life Aquatic. Uh, yeah, they're, his soundtracks are amazing. No, it's true. It's like it's like you open up like a music box or like a diorama and there's a movie inside. Yes. <laughs> and, but it's, it it's a Wes Anderson movie. Does it feel like a high school movie or does it feel yeah. like a Wes Anderson movie it, set it in a high school? It does feel like a Wes and It might feel more like you know? a Wes yeah. Anderson movie set in a high school. But it's but and but you're absolutely right. It's so a wonder. And like his his high school play being that war what what is it? it's like Vietnam. platoon yeah. yeah it's like you're doing it this like Semper serious Fi. crazy <laughs> Vietnam movie yeah you mentioned soundtracks so many of these movies mm-hmm. have incredible soundtracks yes. i think that a high school movie with a with a bad soundtrack is never going to win this because that is such a part of it and it makes it such a movie of its moment you know what i mean yeah like oh my gosh, the breakfast club high. soundtrack sorry. sorry what's that i just remembered three o'clock high which is oh, another really yes. weird better off dead type of mm-hmm. oh. like weird, just weirdness. And also Casey, my bodyguard, my bodyguard, my bodyguard in three yeah. o'clock high. I think so. Right. Yeah. Where he's get, the whole the, Mark. That yeah. whole movie is he's he's, he's like the, the school bully. Has, yeah. He has to fight the school bully at three o'clock. Yes. So the entire the entire movie is counting down. Oh, that's super I love surreal. a movie with a clock. Super surreal. Yeah. Very strange. Very funny. Very much. It's like uh, very stylized. My bodyguard. I'm giving a shout out to because it was yeah, one of my dad's favorite movie mm-hmm. movies. Um, it is. It takes place in I believe it's Manhattan. Um, because he lives. This kid Chris Makepeace lives with his. It's Chris Makepeace, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. lives with his um dad 
who is also someone great. I can't remember who it is, but and then Ruth Gordon is like his grandma and they they live in a hotel. But he is this just small, fragile nerd who keeps getting picked on and beat up by Matt Dillon, who is a prick. And um, and and then in everything, in in everything, unfortunately, in everything. Yeah. Wild things. Uh, Also a quote unquote high school movie. Mm -hmm. Um, But but he ends up hiring. Oh, God. Why am I? Yes. Thank you. I was like, Adam, the most common name in Hollywood, Baldwin. Yes. But not a Baldwin. (laughs) He hires Adam Baldwin to be his bodyguard. But of course, the story is really about where Adam Baldwin comes from and what he's gone through and his backstory and how he's kind of broken. And they sort of become best friends. I'm getting choked up just thinking about it. It's a great movie. I There may be some stuff in there that is like problematic now. I don't know mm. if there is. It's Adam Baldwin. It's pretty. Yeah. But not no. the character of Adam, <laughs> no, Adam no, Baldwin. Just... I know. That was. Yeah. Mm. Oh, that was a big. That was tough for me. <laughs> Finding out about that Twitter feed was very tough for me. Uh, But yeah, it's 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 a it's a really lovely movie. I feel like maybe Joan Cusack is in it, too. Maybe it takes place in Chicago. I'm saying all these people and I'm starting to feel like they might be Chicagoans. I don't remember where it takes place, but I do distinctly remember the line of dialogue. I, I think it's you broke my nose. I can't believe you broke my nose. Yes. Yes, Matt Dillon gets his nose broken and yes. is like, you broke my nose. I can't believe you broke my nose. It's very memorable yes. for some reason. <laughs> totally. This is why I love having Janet Varney here to do this show is we each so far have received a movie that we have never seen that we need to watch. <gasps> I have so never cool. seen My Bodyguard and Hal has never seen Bugsy Malone. And mm-hmm. I have never seen the middle of California. You've seen all of Kevin these. Kevin Costner. The, McFarlane. The, oh, yeah. McFarlane. McFarland, USA. McFarland, USA. Okay, I got to remember that. McFarland, USA. McFarland, USA. I want to throw out another one that is on this list that we haven't really talked about. Speaking of really great actors just doing, and I think this was her breakout role, if I remember correctly, is Emma Stone in Easy A. Yes. Mm. Easy A is... That's a great movie. It's so good. It's so funny. She is pitch perfect. That's the movie that made her star. She's the most likable person on the planet in that movie and possibly in life. But that yeah, is because she has the world's most likable parents in that movie, too. You remember this? It was uh, Patricia Clarkson and Stanley Tucci oh, as her cool yes. parents. Oh, yeah. yeah. I want them as family members of right? any kind. That would yes. be amazing. Yeah, they, that is a very likable group. And her and, and, and Haley Sta- uh, Stanfield. Stanfield. Steinfeld. 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 Yeah. Haley Steinfeld is one of the most instantly likable teenagers starting yeah. with true grit just yes. one of the most likable actors where you just go sure i'll i'll see i'll watch you in anything i yeah. i'm gonna love you that play a, an evil character still gonna love you sorry <laughs> like just very 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 likable and great can't make Easy. me not hey, like you great, great call it. yeah just try is, are there any others that oh, we want to talk about so that i know there's so many before we start to try to narrow it down you know we haven't talked about Fast Times at Ridgemont High, which I think is notable because it it number one, it's based on on Cameron Crowe's work as a journalist going undercover in a mm-hmm. high school as a student so to see what it's like. And yeah. this is a Rolling Stone article, I think, that he wrote yeah. called Fast Times at Ridgemont High that he then adapted into a film. So it's also, I think, his first screenplay. Wow. Also, it's like his introduction. It's 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 a very iconic, and and yeah. I'm sure most many people would say that it sort of 
was one of those high school movies that continued to cause people to want to make their version. Like, yeah, yeah. Filmmakers coming up saw that movie and were like, I got to make my high school movie. And I'm sure some of them on this list were in part inspired by, you know, Fast Times and, and how, what a huge hit it was. Was it a hit at the time? I don't even know. Yeah. I just know yeah, by the thing, time I, don't... I was a teenager, yes. everyone I knew had seen it and loved it. So. Yeah. Yes, it was a popular film. I don't think it was like the biggest hit of all time, but it yeah. also introduced us to a lot of like Everybody. California Valley Girl ish yeah. type tropes. Did anyone think that Sean Penn past. was going to become the actor that he did? Right. Yeah. If you no. if you said he hey, embodies that guy, it so perfectly, yeah. you have no idea he's he's such a great actor. You just yeah. think he's that guy. He's so good. They're all. I mean, Judge Reinhold, Phoebe Cates, uh, yeah. Jennifer Jason Lee, like Nicholas Cage. That cast yeah, is incredible. Nicholas Coppola. Yes. Yeah. That cast is so yep. good. And I was it the first one that introduced the no, 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 this is what high school students really talk like. Like our super bad and book smart standing on Fast Times at Ridgemont High's shoulders. It might be. Are. It might be. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm and trying Ray to think Walston. of That's I feel like there are probably some seventies movies like you know Cooley High. You know those Cooley High is yeah where Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But those those are the movies where you feel like they're intentionally being pretty much anything that features Jodie mm-hmm. Foster in high school, except for Freaky Friday. There's a good <laughs> chance that you're going to be like, oh, oh dear God, is that what young women are doing and saying? I'm worried for them. <laughs> I feel like that was <laughs> that was an era in '70s filmmaking. So can we agree now that the answer is the Blind Side and just move on with our lives <laughs> and just catch up? Yes, that let's do that. High school. Uh, it's true. It's true. It's a lo- yeah. very lovable story. It's a very lovable story. Look, you if you you know you're deep into the blind side when you're watching Below Deck and you get excited that Leanne Tui is one of the guests. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, like, oh, is she gonna demand a lot? Are they gonna keep the? Are they gonna get drunk and, <laughs> and throw up over the side of the boat? No. Try to jump in. Oh, uh, uh, Captain uh, Lee mad. Ken has also reminded us of Bill and Ted's, and see that's another one where oh, yeah. I I sort of mm-hmm. put that away, feeling safe. Like I know, but it's about. It's kind of about something totally different. Like, yeah. you know, trying to give myself a way to not have to worry about including with everything else because it's so good. Because so, there are plenty of great high school movies. But I think yeah. that that is like movies like Bill and Ted, Teen Wolf, even oh, Spider-Man God, Homecoming. Oh, like, no, actually, don't get, that's a whole other category. Superpower yeah, teenagers? No. Sky it's High? Thing. Sky you know High is great, teenagers, Robert Rodriguez. Like, yeah, I can't do it. There's oh. too many Carrie, you know, there's just too many wonderful light movies about superpowers. Superpowered teenagers. Teen Wolf might about, be a perfect one though. Teen Wolf is, is Teen pretty Wolf. great. But if you want a great movie about what it's like to be in high school, I actually think that Spider-Man Homecoming is, is a high school movie mm. where the kid is also mm-hmm. Spider-Man. So he's mm-hmm. trying to figure it out. But the most important part of that is him asking a girl out to the dance is him finding a date is him you go to to pick up your date and the vulture is her dad <laughs> that's right it's, that is the ultimate like <laughs> her dad doesn't like me yeah yeah <laughs> it's the ultimate so it really is oh that scene about, in the car oh, oh my gosh oh that scene in the car he said, i'm going to have the talk i i I, the, I don't i can't i can't accept this yeah. that being a contender in this category there's just too much great stuff well i, I mean, just think it belongs to its own it should be the winner of that category mm, fair enough yeah. i mean i'm i'm not making the rules so does it well no we are we're all going to make them together is it, we're going to make the rules so let's keep- make the rules right now we've talked about a million high school movies that we love let's have the talk here, sit down next to me right here on the couch. Uh, we're going to have to have this talk. Look, 
I, you knew it was a long time coming. This is so embarrassing. I don't want to do it's it. Fine. It's fine. It's fine. Where they, I know where they come from. Mm-hmm. I know how they're made. Just don't. I don't want to. What movies? High school movies? Good idea. Yeah, I know. Do you, you know how high school movies are? A girl movies very much, or a boy likes a boy, or a gender nonconforming person. Like, I mean, listen. I but I know that's how movies get made. Yeah. Okay, just I don't. Please don't, Dad. Look, this is for your own bit. good. Just tell us. Your brother wants to know. Just your brother has questions. Just tell us separately. Notes. Tell us also. Can you hear my braces? Tell us separately. No, I'm telling you both at the same time. I know Gross. he's only six. Gross. But everybody needs to know how movies are made. And okay. I also have braces. <laughs> I, have no, I have terrible teeth. They said I have to wear braces for 10 years. I know. Look, we could only afford one set of Invisalign. So you've got straight up old school wire braces. And I apologize <laughs> mine for is that. The, mine is Visalign. You can see it from space. <laughs> <laughs> But do you change your rubber bands out when it's like a <laughs> school football game or? Yes. That's what the people in high school always did. <laughs> so we've talked about a lot of different styles of high school movie. We've got, and I'll try to throw out a few and please add them. Do we think that our best high school movie is going to be one that centers around a group of friends having mm. all the changes that they have? Is it going to center around a brilliant teacher changing the lives of people? Is it going to center around one specific aspect of high school and reaching the pinnacle of that, a la Bring It On or Election, which we did not talk much about Bring It On. I just want to shout that out and get a so sneak great. in that one of my favorite movie scenes of all time is the two of them silently brushing their teeth in that movie. I think mm-hmm. that is one of the best love scenes ever filmed. Great. It's, J- Jesse so- Bradford. and Yeah, just them. The so two of them well kind written. of giving each other side eye while brushing yeah. their teeth. It's yeah. great. It's great. I mean, yeah. we, the, the, and then there are like, there's a whole other category that's like, that super bad kind of could fall into, which is like the sort of house party, shout out to house party, mm-hmm. like yeah. the, the yeah. high school party, the risky business, the sort of like, what can we get? Can't away hardly with? wait. Exactly. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. its own category too. So shout out to those. Oh, yeah, yeah. But what do we think makes a high school movie a high school movie? I think you're doing a very good job of, and I don't, I can't tell if you're, if you're delicately guiding us because what you're saying is really resonating for me in a, I feel like I'm being guided, but I agree with it way, which is, is the high school movie about the teacher or is it about the kid? So I already felt immediately. I had not thought of that. I'm like, I don't know. I don't think it's about the teacher. Like it's about the kids for this. Maybe that's its own category. But best yeah. high school movie might not necessarily be focused on that one individual who's inspiring everybody. Maybe it's more, maybe it is more about the kids, the actual kids. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll have to have I you back know. to do best fictional teacher. I, think, I would love that. I think we, we should pick a movie that has something to say about the high school experience as opposed to like, as much as I love mm-hmm. Dead Poets Society. I yeah. feel like that's about we don't relate to that learning to be right. an individual and learning to express your voice and not just accept what, mm-hmm, what is mm-hmm. given to you. Like School Ties is a school yeah. is a movie that's set in a high school, but that is about tolerance and what it meant. Right. Like it's not a high school movie. It's using it's yeah. using high school to tell a larger story and kind of the same with Clueless. Clueless is not about high school. It's using a high school setting to mm. make to make. Emma more like, yeah. And that's a, from a line of she's all that and 10 things I hate about you. Let's take these stories that, oh, also, and oh, also, yeah. Yeah. Let's take these stories that are classic stories and move them to a high school setting to show how those themes still apply. Yeah. So that's a really good point. School. Oh, mm-hmm. God. I'm really, bu- I'm buying all of this. I am picking it up. 
You're laying it down. I'm picking it up. It's making it easier. I'm going to let go of some of my favorite super absurd weirdos. Like, do I love Better Off Dead because it's about high school? No, I love it because it's just it's not about being in high school. I mean, I think for Savage Steve Holland it is, but it's very, very wacky. It's so Mm. absurd and silly. And that is what I love about it, not the high school part. So I'm that's the I want my two dollars like that. that It's so I want my two dollars. Yeah, Yeah. I'm happy to to put those put the, put those movies away and say okay they're 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 in their own category so we don't have to i don't have to worry about those with this <laughs> curtis armstrong trying to snort the snow off of do you Lane, know the i've been going this entire i've mountain? been going to this high school for seven years <laughs> I know it. it might not be seven um yeah curtis armstrong mwah, perfecto. okay so i feel like we're getting somewhere the question is what are we, what have we, we've, we know we've eliminated Rushmore because it falls yeah. into the category of it's not really what it is. Well, we also know what we tale. want. We know what we're looking for now, which is the high school experience from the point of view of a student or yeah. multiple students. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of great movies on this list that do that. There's some stylized ones like Heather's. There are some more straightforward ones like Lady Bird and Booksmart and Superbad. I don't know. Help me out here, y'all. What do we No, you're you're right. What I else mean, what else fits that? I mean, that I think you got you I think you brought up American Pie as being mm-hmm. one that yeah, falls into that category. So I would put that in there. Uh you could argue Napoleon Dynamite could live in that space because again, mm-hmm. there's something, there's something about the smallness of it, even within how big it is, that, um, there are characters that are weirdly relatable and weirdly remind me of being in school and the feeling of being in high school. I mean, Easy A, did you say that one already? No, but that fits. That's a real yeah. good one. I think Mean Girls fits too because it's about the way that teenagers relate mm-hmm. to each other yeah. and, and how, how low everybody's self-esteem is. Yeah. That they yeah. just like pile on one another in a desperate attempt to keep the target off of themselves. Yeah. Oh boy. I'm I'm nervous that I'm gonna go to the very first movie that was brought up that I can think of that was brought up, which might be Ladybird. <laughs> I feel like you brought it up so early, Gags. Yeah. And it's, I really was I, like, I think I'm willing to go movie. with something funnier and crazier and light yeah. like super lively and you know, just wacky. But I think you might have, I mean, and especially when I think of the, especially when I think of the conversations about high school that I have on the podcast, right? Which, mm-hmm. yeah, that, what do I feel like? You are so, an so expert if we on have it. To talk about, if we have to talk about what feels the most like those conversations, I would say Lady Bird. Can I see if I can throw a wrench in the gears? Wrench me. I actually think Dazed and Confused meets a ton of criteria. Mm-hmm. That it's not only is it about what it means to leave high school, but it's about what it means to enter high school, how to navigate that. What is it like when you're a twerp that's going to be picked on because you're a freshman, but your sister is a senior mm. who's mm-hmm. telling, yeah. who's telling those bullies to take it easy on you. You have the stoner. I mean, obviously not all of us went to high school outside of Austin in the seventies, <laughs> but there's still like even even Matthew McConaughey's character, the guy who won't leave anymore. And it's kind of creepy. And like, why are you hanging out with these kids outside of your obvious desire to get with all of the ladies? There's a lot of truth in it, too. And the cast is I'll put the cast up against any of the other. Yeah. A- yeah. Any of these casts. They're all great. I mean, it's they're all very good performances. But I, I think that that what I like about that movie is because is that it shows 
a cross section of everybody at a high school, not just one character's story. And that's not easy to pull off. And yeah. so it becomes like a Robert Altman high school movie almost. That's a really good argument. I mean, it's a really good argument. I think I didn't have, I didn't connect. This isn't fair to that movie, but I, I didn't mm-hmm. connect with it. Um, that's Linklater, right? Yes. Yeah. I think I didn't connect with it on a, a, as deep of an emotional level, even though everything you're saying is true and I have huge appreciation for it. It's a great movie. I love that movie, but I don't, I don't know if I felt seen in quite the same way, maybe, but that's just me. Like it, you know, it's, it's so subjective, which we said when we first started this. Well, when we said when we first started this, that this particular episode, because it is a crossover with someone who is so good at subjectivity, we might want to throw aside some of the objectivity that we're used to dealing with on this show and deal specifically with what hits us emotionally. Yes, yeah, I, I know. You want to combo. talk about a movie that's not about high school, but that is high school aged, some high school aged people almost famous is mm-hmm. one that just like yeah. shatters oh. me. Oh, <laughs> oh wow. it's so good. A couple so of good. teenagers in a world that they have absolutely yeah. no place being like ugh, so good. Yeah. Anyway, Kate Hudson is the band aid. And those are just. I mean, the way that way. the kids looking at her the whole time. I'm sh- I'm is... sure p- some people disagree with me, but I know a lot of people agree that that's her best role. Period. Like there, right. I've never seen her be that perfect and that yeah. vulnerable in anything ever since. Made a lot of yeah. those are the choices that she, you know, that she made, which I totally respect. But like that role is, oh, yeah. it's killer. Mm. So good. Well, one day you'll see Bride Wars, and then you'll understand. <laughs> A distant second. <laughs> one day you'll see second. one of the seemingly many movies with Matthew McConaughey. How to lose a guy in ten days? They're either looking oh for gosh. something, or they're on a boat, or they hate each other. Maybe that's all of them. I'm not sure. <laughs> that's all of them, and that's all one movie. Yeah. All right, I'm going to throw this out there because we do have to get to it. Yeah. Yeah. Let's each throw out our. We're, we're all throwing a proxy fighter into the ring. We each get one. Are you not going to pick Ladybird? I was going to wait and see if you pick Ladybird. I was offering to the guests the opportunity because I would pick Ladybird. I'm tr- I'm I'm not Yeah, I don't know what I would pick over it. Unless we have two Ladybirds then it, then we're answered. I think that Days yeah. and Confused is a great choice as well. I do too. Yeah. I just don't know. Yeah, do I have a third one that I think is like hard competing with those two? Do I? I mean, I loved Easy A, but I've only seen it once. You know what I mean? I don't have mm. that sort of like, oh, that really stayed with me. I mean, come on. Same way. Now we're going to do an exercise in drama class. Whoever cries first wins. And they're just sitting in a circle trying to cry at each other. <laughs> <laughs> that does feel very familiar. Oh, Lord. It's so It's just funny. very, very, very familiar. I mean, I think objectively we could put Fast Times at Ridgemont High up there because, and American Pie, because both of them are the, I think, yes, quintessential. Yeah, as far as what we understand, movies. yeah, as far as we yeah. what we understand the world to mention and bring up and cherish, right? I don't have that relationship to American Pie. I was definitely, I think, I was just older, and um, mm-hmm. I think I've only seen it once, but I get it. Yeah. I totally get it. Sure, but Lady Bird hits different. Yeah, yeah. I'll throw. I I would throw Days and Confused in there for all the reasons that I, I said. I mean, it's a great mm-hmm. movie. I definitely am going to watch it again, like in the next couple of days, because I haven't seen it in a minute. And and it also has an incredible wonderful. soundtrack. 
and it has an incredible oh, dreams to remember i'm just laying there looking up while dreams to remember plays yeah slow ride it's great Low it's rider. great it captures that nostalgia the i'm feeling nostalgia while it's happening i think yeah. i think it, it it is probably the best at that yeah. Um, Ken's throwing in American graffiti. I've I've only seen it. A, I mean, I've seen it a couple of times, and I don't think I've seen it since I was young. And it feels less. I mean, it feels like more of a love letter to the car culture of the yeah. of the small of like Modesto, where George Lucas grew yeah. up. But if you want a George Lucas movie where school. the actors are people who <laughs> who really interact with each other and like have feelings and feel real. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that's this one. That's a great one. That's yeah. a great one. This too. one and only this one. <laughs> Including Wolfman Jack. <laughs> that's right. Wolfman Jack. That's yeah. right. That's right. He lies about being the voice on the radio. He's like, really <sighs> like, nah, I don't know who yeah. that is. But but my dad, and I'm not saying that Ken is my dad, but my dad, that is his era of high school. So okay. for yeah. sure for him, he would argue that all day long. He would be like, yes, that is how I, that captures what my experience was like in high school. I think he would say it. I think he has said to me that it kind of nailed it. So I take my hat off to that too. <sighs> I mean, I, I think, I think I can, I mean, I do love my bodyguard, but I can't, you know, I can't, no, that's not, this is yeah. not that, this is not that conversation. <laughs> I, I, I don't, I don't think mm-hmm. I can throw anything else in there. Yeah. I mean, Mean Girls is great, it is yeah. great, but it's, I just don't know if it. But it doesn't have Laurie Metcalf. There's a bitter sweetness to both of these movies that we're talking about that, that mm-hmm. really works for me. Are we there? Yeah. I mean, are we about to, I mean, do we have two Ladybirds? I don't know. How would, what are your thoughts on Ladybird, Hal? Or Grease. It. We'll throw Grease back in there. Grease. Well, much <laughs> like Dazed and Confused, it, it is an accurate bit of nostalgia, I yeah. think. Yeah, Lady Bird. Like that's really exactly like, what the fifties were like. Yeah. <laughs> Lady Bird does sort of transport you into that world of like, if I went to high school in Sacramento at this time, this is what it'd be like. Because that movie takes place in like the early to mid two thousands, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. I think it's early two thousand. Yeah, like two thousand yeah. something. So, oh, it's so good. It's so so good, and I feel like it's. I feel like it was a it was a critical darling that made some money, but maybe not enough people have watched it as sh- yeah. as as should have. Yeah. And that mm-hmm. for that reason, I would kind of put it at the top just because. I mean, I think more people have seen Dazed and Confused because it's become. Yeah, I think that's true. It's become now was it thirty years? Thirty years old that movie is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Almost. Okay. Like that. Lady Bird is two thousand two. Thank you, Ken. Yeah, Lady Bird is yeah. is is a lot more recent than that. Yeah, And for that reason, that's the one I would pick because I think it checks all the boxes and more people should see it. And I, and that's like, isn't that what we're, isn't that what yeah. we're doing here in the yeah. special, yeah, bo- you, the so special these, bonus? Many of these other movies, they're fine. They're yeah. fine. Uh, <laughs> they, they've already been iconic for quite some time. So maybe we're just like helping to continue that wave for a movie like Lady Bird. And I also feel like, again, it checks that JV club box. In kind of a perfect mm-hmm. way, I think. I think we're there. We got we're it. There. And Ow. we people and the you world? said it really early on. So we've Here's been the very first one. We just had that. We just had the '80s teen movie version of spinning around and around in the barber's chair and then ending up with <laughs> the haircut we started out with. Tenderness. Tenderness. <laughs> oh, <laughs> people of the world. 
it's Ladybird. If you haven't seen Ladybird, go see Ladybird. If you have seen Ladybird, go watch Ladybird again. This is a gift to you. And then the if you feel like you need to have a big, splashy, fun, goofy uh, teen movie experience as well, you know where to go. Yeah, Ladybird yeah. again. We've, na- <laughs> we've named, yeah. but we've named. Watch a lot Lady of, Bird like, again. Yeah, <laughs> keep watching Lady, Bird. but with Three Stooges sound effects. There's your wacky version. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> this is Max Fun Drive. This is all about the gifts that you receive for supporting us. And here's another gift right now, which is a tip, a hot tip. Yeah. To go watch Lady Bird. Yeah. Because it's the best high school movie asked and answered. How about that? How about that? How about how that? Gent- I love how gentle that asked and answered was. Right. Yeah. As as it as it deserved to be in this in this precious moment. You need to be well about it. I think no, that I people are getting lots of gifts during Max Fun Drive, and the gift that we received today is having Janet Varney on the show. No, I received so the gift excited. of seeing. Don't boys. you turn this around! Don't you turn this around! Right now, this is so embarrassing. Dad, please don't do this. I don't want to fight with you in public. Hey, look, I, hey, I'm going to sit here in the car sorry, and lay on this horn. I'm going to oh, lay on this horn. I thought you, I, Nathan. I thought you were going to disable the horn. You said that you somehow knew how. Oh, you think your six-year-old brother knew how to disable the horn? He's, I have this horn installed. It's my favorite song. Which is candle in the water. <laughs> My dad does have the car horn that plays. Come on, let's go. <laughs> uh, I love the idea that candle on the water would be someone's horn. Come on. It's prom. <laughs> My dad's Jeep has from the Godfather. Really? Of course it does. Yep. Oh my gosh. I don't think yeah. I've heard that many customized <laughs> horns. Oh, you got to go to the South. I've got to go to the South. I've got to go to the South. <laughs> You've simply got to go to the South. <laughs> if you go to Savannah, you'll hear the theme from the Godfather playing everywhere when cars pull up. <laughs> Everyone has the title song from Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil. <laughs> Very well-known theme song. Very well-known theme song. I did take the Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil tour of Savannah, and it was weird and wonderful. I bet it was. You know who you want to have do that is Gary Anthony Williams, who plays the like tour guide bus driver in the film. That's right. Don't mind if I do? Oh, How about that? I forgot about hey. that. We're that's within reach. We could make that happen. Right. We could absolutely back. make that yeah. happen. Yeah. Well, right. this topic well, is this closed. Is wonderful. That's right. Thank you. And thank you for being here. This topic yeah. is closed. There are many more topics to discuss, so please reach out to us on Twitter at we got this tweets or you can email us at we got this podcast at gmail.com or go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash we got this podcast. Talk about your favorite high school movies, and also listen to the JV Club. And when you are setting up your recurring contributions and membership to Max Fun, make sure you check that the JV Club box to make sure that, that Janet benefits from your membership. That's how that works. Amen. And let Amen. me know, let me and us know, uh, tweet at both of us. I'm just, you could do uh, the JV Club uh, or at Janet Varney. I want to know what your personal listener, what your high school movie, the high school movie that you feel like shows your heart in a not gross way yes. uh, back at you when you are watching it. I would love to know what that movie is for you. So let us know. We love your support. We love being a part of this wonderful family of podcasts and uh, couldn't do it without you. So thanks, everybody. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, uh, Hal. Uh, thank you to producer Ken Plume, who is silently behind the scenes running this special bonus episode. 
making it happen as he always does. Thank you to everybody behind the scenes who helps make We Got This Happen. But Ken is here right now. This is a special bonus episode. We're not going to do our full credit thing because we didn't have Kate got the night off. Thank you, Kate. <laughs> All the you do. We didn't put. But Ken did not get the night off. No. Ken is here with us. No breaks for in Ken. both spirit and chat form. Yeah. So thank you, and thank you, Janet, and to the people of the world for giving us a chance to obviously have a blast with one of our dearest friends. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. For Hal Lublin, I'm Mark Gagliardi. For Mark Gagliardi, I'm Hal Lublin. For I'm Janet Varney, I'm Janet Varney. <laughs> there it is. There it is. <laughs> And go support Max Fun. Yes, Don't go support Max Fun. Support Max Fun. Hey, you guys yeah. remember how the Lord of the Rings had like eight endings, right? <laughs> yeah. Does that feel familiar at all? Something like that. Anyway, everybody, thanks so much for listening. And don't forget, when you're out there, to be kind to each other and stay safe. <laughs> you know what it was? It was my brain going. I just automatically started doing our show's closing. And then yeah. I went, this is a crossover. And then uh-huh. I just started looking to Janet and going. What's Janet's show's closing? We'll do Janet's show's closing. Zero. Also, I have zero, zero. Uh, I think usually I uh, flounder at the end and go, I'll talk to you next time on the podcast. And this very like meek, like, oh, my guest is still on the Zoom with me. This is embarrassing for them to have to see me end my podcast. I'm not sure where that shame <laughs> comes from, but I'll talk to you all next time on the podcast. We got this. Great. Perfect. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.